Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, it is part two of our offseason what if 12 team playoff scenario episodes. We will be going through the 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 college football playoffs and expanding them from four to the 12 that was proposed and more than likely will be the norm starting in either 2023 or 2025. Um, We've expanded it out to see just what would have happened if this playoff was in place from the beginning of the playoff era, which began in the 2014 offseason. Tyler, um, we're going to get into that in a second, but I have a couple of quick hits that we need to address. First off, there was some sad news this week in the college football world. Um, Bobby Bowden, the legendary head coach for Florida State, uh, the man responsible with turning Florida State into what it is now, um, he, he and his family have announced that he has been diagnosed and is with pancreas, uh, I believe it is pancreatic cancer, I believe is what they said. Um, this was announced yesterday. We are recording on Thursday, July 22nd, for the record. Um, this was announced yesterday. And they just said it was a terminal illness. And today it was announced that it is pancreatic cancer. Um, So we wish uh, all of the good wishes to the Florida State community, to Coach Bowden and his family, and to everyone who, all of us, because, you know, he really impacted college football in a way that very few people have. And rivalries take a break with these kind of things. And we wish the Bowden family and the Florida State community nothing but the best wishes and peace and all of those good things tyler absolutely i echo every every single word of that um bobby bound has not been nothing but a good man in the eyes of college football a legend absolutely. in the eyes of college football and even if he wasn't knowing you know this is a, this is a terrible thing for anybody to go to through so yeah. um the only the only some small sauce i can i think we can have is that we we can see this moment coming and have time that we can all collectively yes come together about it. He yes. can be at peace about it, um, mm-hmm. and the college football world can you know take the proper time to give him a send off that he that he truly deserves. Yeah, and the man lived a fantastic life. I mean, not many people know he also is responsible for West Virginia and their success. Yeah, uh, he he went to he has only had two head coaching positions in his career. The first one was at West Virginia, and the second one was at Florida State. So. The man uh, is well-versed, well-traveled, and definitely made an impact in more than one location in the country. Um, I do want to say something quickly um, that is kind of funny and does speak to the rivalry. I was reading up on him, and there were a lot of people giving their antidotes about Bobby Bowden yesterday. And one of them that I came across was apparently in 1998, uh, there was a brawl before the Florida-Florida State game. um, And... One of the Florida State quarterbacks don't know. I mean, one of the Florida quarterbacks, excuse me, don't know who it was, uh, apparently threw a football at Bobby Bowden in the middle of the brawl and he missed. And after the game, he was asked, oh, what do you think about, you know, one of Spurrier's players, you know, throwing a football at a coach, how disrespectful this and that. And he goes, well, if he was playing for me, he would have hit me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. And that just speaks to many things, um, the Florida-Florida State rivalry, Bobby Bowden and Steve Spurrier, but most importantly, the sense of humor and the type of person that Bobby Bowden is. And yeah, uh, yeah, we wish him and his family nothing but the best and peace and acceptance in this difficult, difficult time. Um, I mean, 
I, I my my favorite thing Bobby Bowden has ever said, and I don't mean this as an insult in any or or a dig in any way, is that uh-huh. after Florida beat Florida State pretty handily to win their first national championship, Bobby Bowden, when asked in the field how it was, just said they just you know dominated us in every aspect of the game, and <laughs> I I don't mean that to be as dig as much as I mean that to be like very few coaches would get up and say something like that in that right. moment. Like to kind of speak to the level of, of, of a man that he was. And it's just so incredible that in all that rivalry, the respect between Bobby Bowden and Steve Spurrier between each other was never lost. Um, And it's still there to this day. It's still there to this day. He's a good man, college football legend. We're going to miss him, but he's not quite on his way out just yet. Exactly. Exactly. And to keep it in the um, state of Florida, I guess another sad piece of news, um, ex Miami, uh, head football coach and ex Georgia head football coach Mark Richt. Um, he actually coached at Florida State, Georgia, Miami. A lot of ties in here to the state of Florida um, and the University of Florida specifically. Um, he announced that he had been diagnosed with um, the disease that Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's. There we go. Um, he is diagnosed has been diagnosed with Parkinson's, and you know he's still working. I watched him today on ACC media days he saw him talking to Dabo and and you know conducting interviews so he's still living his life but um you know we, we wish him um nothing but the best and strength in this journey we've seen a lot of celebrities de- live a long life with Parkinson's Parkinson's um Michael J Fox being the most famous uh, Muhammad Ali as well before he passed away so um yeah we know he can have a uh, the uh the rest of his full life and we just you know wish him all of the health as well. You know, a couple sad things yeah. that came out this week in college football. So had to address those first. Um, something else happened, Tyler, um, in yeah. college football. And our listeners Great actually tell. know, they know exactly what happened um, because this episode is coming out on a Friday. And this Monday, um, our listeners, you guys heard uh, our Texas, our official Texas Longhorns correspondent, uh, the USA Today's Longhorn Wire's very own Kevin Borba, good friend of mine from grad school. Um, he is now the official sideline judgment Texas correspondent, Tyler. He came on, made his sideline judgment debut on Monday, and him and I talked all about the potential of Texas big and big word there, yes, potential of Texas and Oklahoma inquiring to join the Southeastern Conference. Now, Tyler, you were not able to be there for that uh, recording session. And so I want to ask you your opinion. The listeners already know how I feel and how Kevin feels. But you, Tyler, what do you think about this? What do you think about the news? Because I can tell you right now, we're recording on Thursday, July 22nd at 6.16 Eastern. The big 12 athletic directors are meeting as we speak to address this situation. So what do you feel about the situation? Uh, What was your first reaction? I don't actually think it's going to happen. One, um, okay. like I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, if for nothing else, not only do I think that OU and Texas are doing this is kind of like a marketing ploy, slightly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, additionally, I don't actually think that enough schools in the SEC would vote yes on this. Okay. Like I think there's enough because all you need is four schools to say no. Correct. And let's you've, let's, you've clar- got, you've let's got clarify. You've two guaranteeds with Texas A&M and Missouri. Right. Likely right. with Arkansas, LSU. And then who knows what the other schools think about. So yeah. it, it's not. it wouldn't be hard for this to not happen if okay. it's even really happening at all. From a other perspective, this is the, like from a, from a potential game standpoint, this sounds awesome. 
Like mm-hmm. this would be so much fun. It's super conference you create an NCAA football 14. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like all the time. But from a perspective of like good for college football, I texted this to you earlier. Texas and OU joining the SEC to create a 16 team conference. That is potentially more harmful to all of college football than any playoff expansion I think ever could be. Like mm-hmm. just right. in the sense of that's that is quite literally a super conference. Like right, right. Like the SEC is like largely considered the best conference, and for other reasons, but it's not. I don't think it's a super conference. It's the same, mm-hmm. about the same size as all the other conferences, and it has a, has more teams capable of winning national championships. But at the end of the day, it still has a bunch of teams that are mid level. But sixteen teams, you have more. You have more. You'd have more teams than any other conference. You have taken the the two powerhouses from another Power Five conference and added them to yours. I mean, from a competitive standpoint, no SEC team should want this because you're making it infinitely <laughs> harder for you to win a national championship. Like you are right. quite literally separating from the rest of college football league wise. Like you're kind of creating your own league, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like now incredibly harder yeah. to win a national championship and. Like, again, the games would be great, but I do think this would have the more potential for damaging college football than anything else. But, I mean, hey, the Pac-12 would probably be happy about it because they'd take a lot of those other schools. Like, so so that's the thing, and, and this is something that I said on the episode with with Kevin Borba earlier this week. Um, this is a thing where when you do that, you're going to create essentially four super con- – you're going to kill the Big 12. The Big 12 will cease to exist. The Big 12 cannot survive – if you do this, correct. It, it, those teams will have to move somewhere else, or they will try to poach. Maybe, maybe they contact Nebraska and Colorado, and they're like, "Hey, come back home," or whatever. And they try to get other people. Yada yada yada. Um, I just think, like you said, I share your sentiment, and I said most of this. Um, I said all of this on the last episode. Great for the SEC, bad for college football as a whole. I and I agree with your sentiment, and uh, like same thing you said. There's no, there's no use in repeating that again, but. Like great for the SEC, bad for college football, and I, I agree with you there. You need th- four teams to say no, and it's dead in the water. And there's been reports. The ex athletic director for Texas A and M said that there was a quote unquote gentleman's agreement. You know, one of those handshake things where no more than one school from each state would be allowed into the SEC. We're talking new schools, right? Like the Mississippi's yeah, yeah. grandfathered in, the Alabamas grandfathered in those types of schools but you know like if louisville wanted to come in all those other schools would say no if georgia tech wanted to come in those schools would say no clemson no florida state miami no because there's already an sec school in that state so i think if that's important to keep in mind Feinbaum today was saying that hey i think this is a done deal it's a matter of how we're going to get there um it's important to note that the information was leaked (laughs) because by uh a television reporter uh, in the Houston area, also working with the Houston Chronicle. That's how we found out about it. And Tyler, did you know that the current Texas A&M athletic director is the only athletic director to attend SEC media days for the first time in 11 years? Really? How convenient is that? That's interesting, isn't it? I, I wonder why he was there, Tyler, at media days of the most import, of the largest conference in college football, where all eyes are on a little town in Alabama that, you know, broadcast everything about the SEC for four days in July. Hmm. 
I wonder mm, why. It's crazy. Crazy. Mm, so you guys already heard most of that. Uh, we go in depth on it on the earlier episode. Just go ahead and go two episodes back on your feed. And it's there. Kevin Borba and myself, we talk all about it. Kevin goes into detail about the Texas A&M and Texas dynamic and all that kind of stuff. So glad we got your take on that, Tyler. It wouldn't be a sideline judgment episode if we didn't get your take on an important college football piece of news. Thank you. And with that being said, we're going to jump into what if part two. And we're going to start with the 2017 playoff season, Tyler. Before we go in, I want to give you a few, you know, things about this season to refresh your memory, okay? Um, this is the undefeated UCF National Championship season. Yeah. This is the first Lane Kiffin FAU Conference USA Championship season. This is the App State team that arrived on the scene. This is the Scott Satterfield. App State team, if you remember correctly. Um, we also have Mark Richt at Miami blowing up. I think it's his first year. First yeah, year. Yeah, uh, it's his second year. Second he, year. He this Brad Kaya his first year, and they exactly. were pretty good. And then mm-hmm. the whole thing was that, man, if Brad Kaya had stayed, I thought they would have been really good. It turned out they just were really good. Um, exactly, yeah. They, be, they had that fantastic game against Notre Dame in Miami where they blew them out and everyone was like, oh my God, Miami's back. And it turns out that that Notre Dame team was just, you know, not the best. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, Heisman Trophy winner for this year. Can you guess? For this year, 2017. Um, this is Baker Mayfield's year. Baker Mayfield. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you, we have a bunch of other play teams. Scott Frost won all of the coaching awards. Um, this was the arrival of Bryce Love. You remember Bryce Love, Stanford running back? Bryce Love. Pre-ACL tear. Wow. Yeah, here's that one. Um, defensive, notable defensive players, Minka Fitzpatrick at Alabama, really mm-hmm. good. Roquan Smith at Georgia, a enormous beast of a linebacker. Uh, Ed, Ed Oliver on Houston's defensive line, the only five-star in Houston history. Um, had a lot of good players here. Had a lot this of was good also players here. Tua Tungavailoa's freshman year, I believe. This is the year of the Tua coming in at halftime of the national championship year. But we will get to that later, Tyler. We will get to that later. So now that we know exactly, oh, Bradley Chubb was here as well on NC State. You remember? Wow. Yeah, Bradley Chubb on the other defensive line. Could you imagine a defensive line? The All-American defensive linemen on one end, the defensive ends, were Bradley Chubb and Ed Oliver. That is insane. <laughs> that is pretty insane. <laughs> that is insane. Um, all right, so we have stretched out the playoff seedings, and they go as follows. Number one, Clemson. Number two, Oklahoma. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Alabama. Six, Wisconsin. Seven, Auburn. Eight, USC. 9 Penn State, 10 Miami, 11 Washington, and 12, your undefeated national champions, UCF. Don't stop that. <laughs> I feel like I have to refer to them as the undefeated okay. national champions, UCF. Well, we're going to entire... find out if they're national champions in this, <laughs> in this simulation. Well, you know, you, you know what they used to say, Tyler, right? They used to say, we want Bama. And let me tell you, Tyler, they got them. They got them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... We, I think it's important to note there's a few changes here to the original um, seeding, right? So the original mm-hmm. top four were Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, right? Which is the reason yes. why we get the legendary Rose Bowl game with Georgia and Oklahoma, double overtime, an instant classic, fantastic game. And then we also get Alabama beating Clemson 
in the first round to set up that Georgia-Alabama game. Now, we had to bump Georgia up to three, and we had to put Ohio State, or we had to leave Georgia at three, sorry, and we had to flip Ohio State and Alabama because Georgia won the SEC and Alabama did not, and Ohio State won the Big Ten. That's why we had to flip yeah. those through, and Alabama's playing a first-round game instead of having a bye like they finished in the top four. All right, Tyler, game number one. We have an eight-seeded USC Pac-12 champion going up against Penn State. And if you remember from our last episode, we had a really good USC-Penn State game in the first round as well. Yeah. So we get back-to-back first-round we get back-to-back first-round matchups in this yeah. year. Tyler, who do you think would win that game? Or rematch that Rose Bowl. While USC did win the Pac-12 championship this year, I think they were not as good of a team as they were the last year, they were, which, again, was the hot team. I did think that Penn State, again, while took two losses, Penn State got better that this year. This was they still have Saquon. Final season. They still have Saquon. Yeah, they still yeah, they still. Yeah, I think they still have Saquon, and I think this was Saquon and Trace McSorley's final season. Yes, um, correct. So I'm going to take Penn State. I'm not really going to think too hard about it. Like USC's whole thing this year was that they underachieved compared to expectations. They still won a Pac-12 championship, but everybody thought with Sam Darnold at the helm they were going to be a playoff team, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't. They were just okay. Do and you Penn think State that, was really close to being a playoff team? Like, do you think that the game being played in Los Angeles has anything? like sway your mind a bit because remember in this scenario first round matchups are on campus and the starting with the quarterfinals you know we start to move them to bowls we're basing them off of what was proposed um we we hope that we have campus games for the second round as well but what was proposed was bowl so we're going to go with that so that being said Tyler this is Penn State at the Los Angeles Coliseum just want to clarify that because I'm also picking Penn State with that I, it doesn't sway me enough. I did. Okay. I didn't think about that, but it, it doesn't sway me enough. I think Penn State is just better. Okay, cool. I'm with you moving forward. The number five seed Alabama Crimson Tide going up against the 2017 national champion UCF Knights. Okay. So I want to emphasize that this game is being played in Tuscaloosa. And we have to emphasize as well. UCF has a healthy Mackenzie Milton, a healthy Shaquille, uh, Shaquille yeah, yeah. Griffin all that coaching staff and they won their conference. I want to say that continue. Okay. I'm already writing it in, by the way. <laughs> what are you writing in? <laughs> Don't do that to me. You know, I have, you know, I have, you know, I have ties to people with, you know, I have emotional connections to people who have emotional oh, connections God. to the see, 2017 okay, see, national champion. UCF I genuinely think that if this were neutral site, I probably would swing UCF because they would be so motivated but it's in Tuscaloosa. Tyler, hold on. Can I pause you real quick? Yeah. Because I let it be known, ladies and gentlemen, that Tyler is admitting that if this was neutral site, he would be choosing or he would be leaning, I'm sorry, towards the I 2017 would. national I, I champion would. undefeated UCF Knights. Now, that's great. Wonderful. You cite motivation. What team? What? It, I'm trying to put this nicely because you know I love this team. This UCF team I really enjoy. When they were playing, I told you I was all in. I loved them. Great moment. Um, Tyler, Nick Saban with motivation after losing the conference. More or less than UCF? More. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know how even if this game was being played in the bounce house or neutral site, you would go with anyone but Nick Saban after losing. I'm trying to be nice because like – because I wasn't – like I'm trying to be – 
in the sense that like I do I I this UCF team is better than all the other UCF teams. A lot of them hands like down. The, hands down. The, the team next year had the same record up until the very end, and mm-hmm. this team is leagues better than them. Like yeah, absolutely. this is one of the best group of five teams we've ever seen, and this was one of the worst Bama teams that Nick Saban's had. Mm-hmm. And I I still don't think it really matters, especially because it's in Tuscaloosa. Like, like that's what I'm saying, like, right? Like, if this was a neutral site or at the bounce house, there's all these things you could throw yourself into being, it's a crazy college football moment. It could happen. If UCF wins this game, they're not winning the next one, but they might win this game. But it's, you know, if UCF were to win this game, that's it for them. Great season. I don't think they can go the next week and beat Ohio State. If um, UCF beats Alabama in Tuscaloosa in a first round playoff game, the lights are on. It's a night game. Game day is going to be there. All that kind of stuff, whatever. It might be the biggest victory in college football, modern college football history. Yeah, but that's not happening because it's in Tuscaloosa. And I exactly. think like, Alabama's winning that game. I agree. And I love this UCF team. And man, Milton won me over that I think it year. genuinely would have picked them over any other single first round team. I agree. Team that yes, is let's, let's, <laughs> let's clarify this. The first round teams, USC, Penn State, Bama, UCF, Auburn, Miami, Wisconsin, Washington. UCF, UCF would win against every other team. <laughs> Completely agree. We're not slandering UCF here. It's just they ran up and got hit. They they drew the short stick. It sucks. Yeah. It does. It really does. But it is what it is. And and hey, they were at the dance at the very least. And be careful what you wish for when you chant, we want Bama. Yeah. As a Florida fan, just want to let you, you guys know. Be careful, careful what you wish for why? when you say why we you, want Bama. Why? You don't want Bama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving forward, Tyler, because we have an extra playoff series to get through today, so we're yeah, going to yeah, go a bit yeah. faster. Let's, let's, um, let's pick it up. A fun game here, Tyler. This is, yeah. The team that beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl this year and won the SEC West, Auburn is at home taking on the Miami Hurricanes. I think I'm going to go Auburn because Auburn was really good this year. And... um at that point, they were playing really well because they they beat both Georgia and um, Alabama within like a three week span, mm-hmm. um, and I, and they're at home. They were really they're really good when they play at home. This is Jared Sidham before he collapsed the next year, and they had Carry On Johnson, and Miami would have still in this universe got smacked by Clemson the week before and lost to Pitt the week before that. So I don't know if they would have the necessary motivation to right i mean it is a playoff game i think mm-hmm. auburn would win i agree and more so because i'm looking at their schedule um one two three four five six seven eight nine ten they started off ten and zero, and they were the number two team in the country at one point tyler for this miami team yeah they they beat virginia at home 44 to 28 um late in november and then they go on the road and they get got Mm-hmm. They get got by the one and only Pitt does their thing. Pitt goes the, full Pitt. The legend of Kenny Pickett starts. In the, this is the legend this of Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett freshman year. Who, by the way, um, he's playing again this season, and I don't know why. I feel like this man has been in my life since 1993, yeah. and I'm and I was born in 1996. So that just speaks as to how long I feel like Kenny Pickett's been in my life. It's crazy. It's crazy, dude. But uh, but just to get it. This is where the ACC kind of stabbed themselves because they scheduled Miami to go on the road and play Pitt at noon on Friday on Black Friday. Yeah, not great. This, this is like the Pac-12 scheduling. This is like the Pac-12 scheduling Oregon to go on the road against Arizona State at night on a Friday, I'm, I'm like the middle of the week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're so hoping I, I'm picking. I'm picking them 
not only for that, but for multiple, the biggest reason for me being they lose three straight games to end the season, yeah. right? Yeah. They lose pit. They lose to pit. They slip up. They get trounced by Clemson. And then in their bowl game, um, they lose to Wisconsin 34 to 24. So it kind of has a sour note to end the season. And I think you just replace the Wisconsin loss with the loss to Auburn. And again, Auburn is coming because Auburn uh, is coming directly off a loss in the SEC championship. But I I still think that Auburn was playing better. And yeah. So moving on, uh, we'll go to number six. Wisconsin is hosting number 11, Washington. Um, Mm. This is interesting because Wisconsin was one of their better teams this year, but still like they, they lost one game at the start to um, at the end to Ohio state. Um, Washington was a little, you know, started their little downward trend. They were good, but not great. This is a little tough. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Uh, I'm I, with you. I'm, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the fence here. I'm really on the, the fence W's. Here. because this, this was Jonathan Taylor's going great this season. Like this, this was, this was a really good Wisconsin team. Washington's not averse to playing in the cold though. So that like that, that, Hmm, but the, but it is it is you know, Randall Stadium. Well, I think I I think it is tough, but I think we're overthinking it as well. I think one key thing that you said there, Washington going on the road to play in the cold weather against a Jonathan Taylor running power yeah. running team that is just going to make that Washington defense miserable Tyler like it's yeah. miserable they're gonna make them literally miserable yeah so I, I, think, I think I'm gonna have to go with Wisconsin I'll go with here. Wisconsin I think yeah. in a toss-up like this you have to go with the team that the situation benefits them more you know what I mean yeah uh, yeah and so. a lot of times that's the home team and right 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 yeah this was a really good Wisconsin team and I want to take that away from them so uh yeah we'll go with Wisconsin all righty perfect um let's move forward we now have the next round. The number one seeded Clemson Tigers are taking on Penn State. Uh, Tyler, I, I don't, I don't think this is difficult here. This is the Kelly Bryant year. Are you going? Are you going Clemson? Uh, I am going Clemson because I will agree. <laughs> I think the defense in the Kelly Bryant year was what carried them, and not the offense, which is yeah. different than the Trevor Lawrence teams and the Deshaun Watson teams that have been kind of the staple. Yeah. I know this was this is the worst of the Clemson teams. Not to say that this is a bad Clemson yeah. team. Does that make sense? Clemson's defense was great all year, even when in the, in real life, in our timeline when they played Alabama. And the problem that Clemson has is that they ran into a defense that their offense could not, that Kelly Bryant could beat. I think Kelly Bryant could beat the Penn State defense enough, and mm-hmm. the Clemson defense will be fine. So I'm going to go with Clemson as well. Yep, I, I agree with you. All right, we, we can we can take a little bit of time on this game. Oh yeah, this is a good one. This is a good. This one. is a good one. We have the number four seed Ohio State Buckeyes taking on Alabama. This would be neutral site, so it's not like Bama has to go to the shoe. This is uh, JT Barrett's three hundred and seventh <laughs> year in college football. His final <laughs> one. Ah, um. uh, JT Barrett, man. That man was recruited when Jim Trestle was still there, <laughs> and he played in the twenty seventeen playoff. He, uh, he all of this, and he didn't even bet. He isn't even one of the COVID year people that like. Oh, you got six <laughs> years because of, or like five or six years because of the COVID thing. No, yeah, he, he missed that. <laughs> yeah, he's still there. Um, ah, oh, man, this is. Man, I don't want to be biased. I don't want to be Tua and SEC biased here. 
but I don't think this Ohio State team is going to catch Alabama slipping like they caught the 2014 team. Yeah. Also, you have to remember that what was it? I'm pretty sure the old, the only team that this Bama lost to in in real life in our timeline was that Auburn team. Yeah, correct. Like I I, wrong, I believe right? so, but I'm double checking for yeah because because Auburn lost two games, but one of them was to Clemson in non conference. So they they both had one loss. Auburn lost to LSU, and Bama lost to Auburn. So Auburn got the tiebreaker. Yes, the only loss that they had was against Auburn at Jordan Hare, and it was twenty six to fourteen. Yeah, yeah, so this is tough because this is not one of the better Ohio State teams. It was fine, but mm-hmm. um, it was not one of the better ones. But in, in, okay, in in defense or in defense of Ohio State here, the Alabama schedule was not a good one. No, the, they they only played the hardest, the toughest team that they had played up to the point of the Iron Bowl was Auburn. It's a good they, point. And they and they snuck out a thirty-one to twenty-four victory against Mississippi State in Starkville. That's a good two point weeks before. Too. So it's not so it's it's not like this team is consistently you know oh my gosh but they did beat in real life twenty Clemson twenty-four to six in that playoff game. Yeah. So and even s- even though this is like you said one of the worst teams that it's Saban still has had at Bama, still a really good team. Um, I actually, but I don't know, man. It's t- this one's. But tough. I'm thinking with with what. They just beat UCF. Mm-hmm. Um, at home. At home. Ohio State gets an extra week to prepare. I don't know. It's Urban Meyer team, so it could be they could beat Alabama, and it's one of those things where this is tough. This is really tough. I don't. This is I don't, also the this is also the Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. This is the Ohio State team that lost to Oklahoma at yeah, home. Yeah, in the second true, week of the season. True. Um, and they kind of never looked back. They did lose to Iowa though on the road. They did get got that day. And that was that was when they got destroyed. Yeah. Like, oh, they lost fifty five to twenty four. Yeah. They lost fifty five. Yeah. You know, no, they lost fifty five twenty four to Iowa. I'm not gonna like. <laughs> and Nick, Sa- Nick Saban ain't Nick Saban's winning this game. <laughs> yeah. I also th- I think it comes down more so to that. I think it comes down to the fact that. Nick Saban won a national championship by changing a quarterback at halftime, you know? Yeah. Against a really, really good Georgia team, you know? So yeah. I think I think we need to approach things from that mentality as well. So all right, let's let's move forward. Um, I don't think there's much time on this on the next two games here. It's Oklahoma and Auburn. Oklahoma. Uh, I like this I like this Auburn team, but let's this keep it. This is the best Oklahoma team. Like Yeah. If it, this is the Oklahoma team that had one of the best offenses in the country, but one of the worst defenses in the country. And Tyler and I have been joking for years since this season that if Oklahoma had a mar- like just a marginally better defense, like I'm talking instead of being ranked 120th, like 95th, 90th, they win the national title. One and more I'm, stop in the Rose Bowl. Literally. Just one more. Literally. Just, just yeah. one more stop. At, at some point, one more stop. They probably mm-hmm. win. And... I I genuinely believe that Oklahoma team would have beaten the Alabama team because Completely it, agree. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, it will come to that eventuality if we come to it. Um, right. And then Oklahoma's the last, last one, the last one we have Georgia, Wisconsin. Georgia's this is a Georgia. Game. Game. This is a fa- this another Georgia was better. Agreed. Agreed. Tyler looks like we have the exact same four Jeez. that we did. Oh, no. <laughs> God, 
Um, I really tried to be different, guys. <laughs> I know, I know, we did. Let's but, let's talk about it here. Let's talk about it. If if we have a second game, who wins, Clemson or Bama? If you're considering the road they took to get there, correct. Clemson's played one game against Penn mm-hmm. State, admittedly hard. Yes. Bama's played two against that UCF team. And which will State. which will give them trouble. Let's not let's let's keep it Those real. Are not e- yeah yeah UCF right. will give them trouble. And Ohio State, we you you we debated that one. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Clemson, we were pretty like that. Would I think would be a good game, Clemson Penn State? But I'm pretty sure Clemson would win. Yeah, that, that's um, a 10 point, 14 pointer with garbage time game. Oh, that's I don't know, man. Because remember, it all comes back Bama, down. Bama to blew the fact, out Clemson. Bama blew out Clemson. It all comes back to the game. fact that. Still, can Kelly Bryant move the ball against the Alabama defense? It, and it's I, a big I can't no get over for me. That. I can't it's get a, over that. So it's I a think, big no for me. I think dude. Bama wins again. Damn it. I agree. I agree. I know. I didn't want that. Doing either. the same thing. <laughs> I didn't want that either. Um, This is a game where if you play the game again, I think the outcome is different. I would agree with that. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that. Like, because they, this game, these games were played. Mm-hmm. But the... Okay, if you look at the road to get there, I don't actually feel like it make, makes that much of a difference. They both played one game against teams that I think were very inferior to them. So Oklahoma, like, Georgia, by the way. Yeah, um, Oklahoma, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, probably most universes beats Auburn. Georgia, most universes beats Wisconsin. Like, yeah. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. So it isn't a matter of... Do they... I don't know. Does, does Oklahoma find something in the Auburn game to play a little bit better? I I think so, dude. I, I'm I'm looking I at will, I, yeah I I agree with you like because in in our timeline you one thing goes differently Oklahoma wins that game yeah literally and that will haunt us forever because it would have been so cool to see Oklahoma in a national title setting again mm-hmm. in Lincoln Riley's first year and I think, I also th- I I think that has a lot to do with it as well the the Lincoln Riley effect of oh this is just the flashy coordinator. Let's see if he can take over for a legendary Bob Stoops. And then he does. And it's the best team he's had top to bottom. Yeah. I, I, I'm i going to go. And, and the jitters of the first time in that stage gone mm-hmm. in the first week. So maybe those late game decisions don't happen the same way. Maybe they do, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I agree. I agree. Now for the, and final. If, if somebody comes out and says, it's because I hate Georgia, you know what? You can believe that it is true. Those things can be, those things are both true, but who knows? <laughs> All right. For the national title game, Bama, Oklahoma. Um, okay. I feel pretty, pretty strongly about this here. We, I, I, I think Oklahoma would win that game. I agree. And can I tell you why? Yes, go ahead. Because this defense is not as good as that Georgia defense. And because it's not as good as that Georgia defense, we don't see the halftime switch. And we don't see Tua come out. And I think Saban rides with Hurts. And I think OU wins that national title. And Baker Mayfield, your opinions on him as an NFL quarterback, be them as they may, in college, that man was lethal. And he would step on your throat. And he did it on the road against Ohio State in this very season. And he won the Heisman. And he's got all that hype. And he can back it up in college. I'm going to take Oklahoma. And I think that they win the title. I I agree because I think if you go back and watch that game from my memory of it, Georgia did put up points early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they scored again after halftime. Correct. Um, and also the way they won the first, the way they were able to score points the first couple of times, 
not fluke drives or anything like that, but there was some element of big play. Oklahoma's going to score and keep scoring. And yeah. part of the reason that they didn't beat Georgia is because Georgia, a better defense, was able to stop them from scoring in the third quarter in that Rose Bowl right. in our timeline. Right. I don't think this Alabama defense can do that. Right. Um, Correct. A defense that runs very similarly because Kirby Smart and Nick Saban run very similar defenses. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma wins. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. So this Oklahoma. is the first time that we get a different scenario. Yeah. Or something a different scenario, and and it kind of lines up with what we thought, right? You know, yeah. one thing goes differently in that Oklahoma in that Rose Bowl, and maybe Oklahoma wins a title. So, boomer boomer sooner for you Oklahoma fans. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Next up, let's let's roll through these here. The 2018 college football playoff, uh, listing the teams off in order. We have Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Oklahoma at three, Ohio State at four, Notre Dame. At five, hello, welcome Notre Dame. Georgia at six, Michigan at seven, UCF at eight, Washington at nine. The Florida Gators have made an appearance at number 10. Oh, hello. And LSU at 11 and Penn State at 12. Couple of things to note. In the original Final Four, Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. That was the order. Of course, Notre Dame, not in a conference, is not eligible for the for the buy in the first round (laughs) so we had to move them down to five and then we had to push up a conference champion and the conference champion that we pushed up was ohio state now they were all the way down at six so we had to go ohio state all the way up to six oklahoma goes from four to three that makes your top four bama clemson oklahoma ohio state notre dame goes to five because they were originally ranked at three um, and then we push everything up until we get to Michigan at seven, and then it rolls yeah. just like normal. This was the Dwayne Haskins Ohio State year, the Kyler Murray Oklahoma year, and yes, it was. Trevor Lawrence's freshman year at Clemson, as well as the Tua Tonga Vailoa, the better of the two years, um, as well as the legendary Michigan loss to Ohio State game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and well, well the, the, the blowout, the blowout the, that nobody saw coming. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. Um, and we also had the horrific injury to Mackenzie Milton in the war and I four game. Um, and it's Dan Mullen's first season. Um, yeah, a lot going on here, a lot yeah. going on in this season. Uh, all right, Tyler, let's, let's, dive uh, let's into go it. through it. Let's go through it. We got the eight seed UCF Knights home going game, up, baby. going home game in the bounce house. This is, this is every one of my UCF, uh, fan friends slash girlfriends dream um and the number nine seed washington huskies making the cross-country journey yeah. from seattle to orlando two conference champions going up head to head first round now i will say this there is no mckenzie milton because mckenzie milton that, was yep. hurt in the last game of the regular season and so that not would still in the happen postseason. yeah so that would still happen in this timeline so with that being said, this is the team that lost to Joe Burrow's LSU in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. For the record. All right. Tyler, I know who I have. Who I, I'm have? picking UCF. I also am picking UCF. Like, as much as Washington was not as good this year. Um, still, they, they this is the year they won a, a conference title game by not scoring an offensive touchdown. <laughs> yes, uh, they scored a pick six. And that was the year. only touchdown in the game, which amazing defense. Like, yeah. And that was a good yeah. Utah team. But mm-hmm. I think they can score on UCF, but UCF, it, it, I think the style of defense, the style of offense that they run, and um, I forget his name, Daryl, was it Daryl something? 
I don't remember the name. The quarterback that's covered for Mackenzie Milton this postseason was actually really good at running the offense. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, um, I don't remember I his that name. To you. I can give that to you right now. Okay. Keep going, though. Well, this is I think it's good enough to win this game. And being at home, not that I don't think it intimidates Washington as I don't think the atmosphere is as much that's going to get to Washington of all teams, mm-hmm. but the traveling across the country to be met with the Bounce fans. It's Daryl Mack. Daryl Mack, not, by the way. It's the, the like it's a good it's a good environment to play in as a home team. And then but it's better when you have a team traveling from Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Ask Stanford what it's like to travel. Idiotic decision, by the way, that Stanford ever Her- agreed to go horrific. play in the bounce house. Like, yeah. Horrific by Stanford. Great for UCF, but horrific by Stanford. Uh, shout out to Danny White for just finessing 80s. Um, no, but Daryl Mack is the backup quarterback. He's Mack, the one yeah. that he was well, he played really good this postseason um, and he was. He so Mackenzie Milton was a better quarterback because he's a dual threat. Mac is really good at running the football. He's not as good of a passer as Milton yeah. is, so that's why there's that kind of difference. It's that weird thing that I think Mac was better for the offense that Josh Heupel because Josh Heupel's first year that Josh Heupel was trying to run. But Mackenzie Milton was a special college quarterback in, in yeah. a certain way, so he has an it factor that is better. Correct. So I think UCF's offense put up more put up numbers when Daryl Mac was in. Mm-hmm. I think it was better when Mackenzie Milton was in because Mackenzie Milton's better player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it still it still was perfectly effective. Right, right. All right, next game up, the number five seed Notre Dame. Excuse the uh, phone call. Number five seed Notre Dame going up against the twelve seed Penn State. This game is in South Bend, Indiana. Touchdown, Jesus. Front row seat. Uh, Tyler, who do you have? I think I'm actually. Because this is Joe Moorhead's left. He is Joe, now coaching at yes. Mississippi State. Yes, this is his the first Dan Mullen moved to Florida. Right. So Ricky Ronnie is the offensive coordinator. Chase Missouri is still still the um, quarterback. This is last mm-hmm. year, and largely they were good because Trace McSorley was still a quarterback. The offense was not that great. Um, okay. In my if if I'm remembering correctly. Um, mm-hmm. It, the offense was it, the design was not that great. It was fine, and Trace makes always the large part of the reason they were still good. This Notre Dame team was pretty good. So this I'm was, looking at the Notre Dame team right now, undefeated up until when they would eventually get rocked by Clemson in the playoff. Um, with road wins, uh, with a neutral site victory over Syracuse in that god awful pinstripe bowl. Your pinstripe uniform game. Um, <laughs> and that was the good Dino Babers because Syracuse was ranked 12th at one point. That's <laughs> they beat Stanford at home, who was ranked in the top 10, uh, 38-17. Other than that, I don't see much that really impresses me. I mean, a, a home victory against Michigan. Um, and I believe the last game Notre Dame that Michigan have played, 24-17. to Um Tyler, they snuck out a victory against Vandy, twenty-two to seventeen, earlier in the season. Chip Kelly Notre won. Dame did? Yes, Chip Kelly won one of the Coach of the Year awards, um, but I believe Brian it's Kelly. Just, Brian Kelly, sorry, yes, thank you. Yeah, about to say Chip Kelly did not coach Notre Dame. Yeah, and, and they is, bear- I have missed out on some <laughs> content. If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wake up in fifty years, what happened? Um, and then Notre Dame lost to or beat USC in California 24 to 17, but this was not a good U like a, a, a relatively good USC team. I, I think this is a game where 
yes, Penn State is the lower seed, but I think they go ahead and they expose Notre Dame. Yeah, this is a year that I think I think Notre Dame made the playoff, like the 14 playoff this season in the real universe because of the Notre Dame branding. Yeah. This is the this next is time a they missed the playoff, they deserved it, in my opinion. Correct. But like this, this year is a frustrating Sergio. This is a I'm frustrating Sergio season because I'm watching them and I go, this is not one of the best four teams in the country. Why are we ranking them up there? You know what I mean? Yeah, that was that's how I felt, at least. So I will go Um, with Penn State. If you, I will also go with Penn State. I'm with you, ride or die. Trace McSorley getting another playoff win in the bag. He's had three. I think he's had at least two first round wins. I think he might have had three. Listen. Elite college quarterbacks get it done in the first round of the 12 team playoffs. That's what yeah. I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, all right, Tyler. A game that we actually saw this season, a game that would make you and I, I was at very this game happy when it was you, the Peach Bowl. you were at this game. I, I like to think that if this was a situation, I take out a loan and I go to this no, game. We're there. We're there. We're there, <laughs> right? We have to be there, right? No, we're there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Florida it's the as the as the 10 seed. Right, yeah, we gotta go. Florida as the 10 seed taking on Michigan as a seven seed in Ann Arbor. Um, okay, so here's the question, right? Two very different um, mentalities going into this game, right? When we saw going into the bowl game and what would happen going into this game, right? Michigan is coming off of an embarrassment against Ohio State. And Florida is ending the year pretty well, right? We... We beat Florida beat, State for the first time in like five years. Yeah, the offense is playing well, right? We win. I think we're I think we're eight and three at this point. Like we're competitive in these games. Yes, we lost to Kentucky, but that like I like we said at the at the, in the blah, 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 can't speak. Like we said in the moment, and I'm very proud of it. Um, the Kentucky loss was good for us in the long run. We were yeah. very level headed in the moment. Proud of that, and we were right. First year of Dan Mullen, Felipe Franks is playing better than anyone expected. Um, we got um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on the defense being a vocal leader. This is a good team. I don't want to be biased, but I think even if this game was played, uh, even if this game was played at... Yeah, in the cold, in, in, in the big house. Yeah, even if this game was played in the cold, in the big house, I think, I think we win. I don't know. So Michigan, in real life, Michigan, this game is played in a neutral site uh, in indoors. I think Florida beat them bad enough for me to, con- to to say that Florida would win this game, even if it's on the road in the cold. Because mm-hmm. also, I think Michigan was so shocked by that. But we're, yeah. I think we're so shaken by that Ohio State game. In Michigan my still hasn't recovered from that game. Uh, they still haven't recovered to this day, but like yeah. they were so shaken that I, I still think to this day that's a large part of the reason that Florida just Florida got Dominated. a lead, and then it was kind of a game, and then Florida just ran away with it, and Michigan was not interested in getting back in the game, and. Yeah. I think Florida also this being their first playoff game in the first year under Dan Mullen with all this confidence. Yeah. And, and also so beating Florida state probably would have locked that up for them. Um, yeah. I think Florida wins. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think Florida wins. I agree. I think it's it might a be closer a little biased, game. It's a closer but. game than the bowl game, but I still think Florida pulls it out. So, all right. Awesome. Let's move forward. Um, a game that we all would love to see. But this, this uh, is a rematch game. This is a rematch, and this is a game that I kind of would want to go and be a neutral at, like just to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number six ranked Georgia Bulldogs at home in Athens between between the hedges, or is it inside the hedges? Between the hedges. Between the hedges. Between the hedges, taking on LSU in Joe Burrow's first season. So this is not the magical Joe Burrow season. This is the first year. 
Um, right off the uh, 74-72 win over Texas A&M. <laughs> All the legendary seven overtime. God, that game was incredible. Like, the reason they implemented the two-point conversion rule after the second overtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's easy for me. I think it's Georgia. I think LSU is a year away. They're a year away from making LSU noise. LSU beat them that season. They um, did. They were Georgia's only... One of Georgia's two, I think, um, losses, I believe. Correct. Yes. I could be wrong about that. Um, yes, because they lost They lost the uh, SEC title game. Correct, correct, correct. Yes. They lost the SEC title game. Um, but it was Georgia's only regular season loss. Yeah, um, yeah I think I'm going to go Georgia. They're at home. Yeah. LSU's close, but also LSU. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go Georgia. I, I don't think it's – I think it's a thing where – so this is not to discredit this UCF team from this season, but I think LSU allowed for that team to hang around. Also, I think if we're keeping the timeline the same, LSU had a lot of injuries in the secondary, and that's why they didn't play against UCF. Yeah. You remember properly. Yeah, that that so, that, that still would have happened. So it still would have happened. LSU's so. injured going into this game where they cannot be injured against Georgia. Like they would score points, but I just Georgia's in a better position. I agree. I agree. Um, and all Georgia's right, not so, going to be shaken by losing an SEC title game. That's do old, it all the time. Baby. That's old news. <laughs> there it is. That's the jab. There it is. Um, all right. Next up, we got Bama and UCF uh, neutral not site game. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Not even Tungava, close. No, not, Tua Tungavailoa would destroy this team. <laughs> I Although, I man, I wish Mackenzie Milton. I wish Mackenzie Milton didn't get hurt for a lot of reasons. But one of them, probably seven or probably probably seven or eight on the list, seven or eight on the list is man, Mackenzie Milton against Tua in a playoff game. Woo! Yeah, that'd have been fun. They killed this UCF team. All right, Tyler, we meet again, and by we, I mean Ohio State hosting Penn State. I want to go back. I'm sorry, Ohio State and Penn State, and be like, what's the most common matchup? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right. Um, neutral site. I apologize. This is not a home game. This is a neutral site game. Um, hmm. can, can, can I do it? Yeah, do it. Can, can James Franklin make it to the final four? I don't. Not with this team. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, Ohio State, I don't know. Ohio State. Because remember, this is the year. That year. I mean, Ohio, this is the year that Penn State had that game and then Ohio State screened him to death on the last drive and Penn State offensive coordinator made a stupid decision in on a fourth and five and mm-hmm. they lost the game and Ohio oh, yeah. state played really well for the rest of the year. Although they barely beat Northwestern for their, this is tough. Cause I, I want to, I'm trying to talk myself into Ohio state, like blowing them out because Ohio state in the sense that Ohio state's defense was not good that year. And they were undisciplined team. But if Dwayne Haskins and all those receivers just wanted and J.K. Dobbins just wanted to turn it on, there were games where they could just score a million points. Like So let me let me let me pull out the Ohio State uh schedule here. Okay. Okay. Um, this was not a good Ohio State team, too. This was this was this was uh Urban Meyer's last year with them. They were up and down because yeah. they had fantastic showings. They took care of business when they needed to, right? Yeah. Blowing out Rutgers, blowing out Tulane, Indiana, beating Minnesota. Nebraska, you know, or, or stuff like that. And then they get in these squeakers that you don't expect, right? Yeah. TCU. Um, I'm sorry, not TCU. The Penn State game, 27 to 26, right? On the road. The screen yeah, death. they should not have won ne- that game. They beat Nebraska 36-31 at home. This is the game that gave Scott the Scott Frost Nebraska narrative a false sense of hope. 
Yeah. Because it was like, oh, yeah, first year, five-point game, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, Adrian Martinez is going to be the great, whatever. Maryland. They go to Maryland. They win by one. I remember watching that game at in and relish like really Grace Lanford was so mad because she's from Maryland. <laughs> like, that's right. That's right. Um, Shout out to Grace. Love Grace. So and that's the thing. Again, the Northwestern game, the, the final score was 45, 24, but it was closer than what it looked, you know, and then they end up beating, um, they end up beating Washington in the Rose bowl, 28 to 23. And this is a pretty decent Washington team. Let's not discredit them, but yeah, but, but Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll let it. I'll, Weird, I'll, I'll right? let it happen. I'll let it happen. Yeah. That's. I. I just think. I think they can get Penn caught State, slipping because Penn State would be pissed. Not only would they be pissed, we all know it's very difficult to beat a team twice in one season, and this is the last Trace McSorley year. This yeah. is it. This Penn is his State, last yeah. raw. I think. It, I think it goes through, man. I think it's Penn State. I agree. I'm. A, I'm gonna say yes. Penn State going right, to the I'm, semis, going to the I'm final four. This, Trace McSorley, his senior year. Tyler, I'm going to make this quick, easy, and painless. Clemson beats Florida. This is Trevor Lawrence. Are, we are not scoring more than like 14 points. Like, um, we are getting it's not happening. We are getting smacked. <laughs> and no, I don't want to talk about it because I'll be sad for three days afterwards. Even though I know full well we're going to lose, uh, I'm actually wearing that their national title shirt right now. Oh, I have, that, that is I have so this nice. this year's all in Clemson national title shirt on. Yeah, no, we we would get smacked. Like we, um, we would lose. We would lose. We we would get so killed. Like Oklahoma and Georgia neutral site. This Oklahoma team is better than that Georgia team. Are they? Oh my well, gosh! Yes, actually, this is, let's think because Kyler well, Murray no, was really is... good. Let's talk about it. Kyler Murray was really good. Uh-huh. Second Oklahoma, second year for Lincoln Riley, second Heisman, and the defense improved. Oklahoma's defense, I thought it got worse. <laughs> no, no, I um, thought it got. I thought it improved slightly, not slightly, improved enough slightly, where they can yeah. win a title. But and let's keep it real though. In this universe, they're defending national champions. In the, you yeah, telling, in this you telling me talent, that some of these defending national champions and you telling me that some of these defensive recruits could may or may not be flipped to go their way and develop throughout the season and play well in the playoff game when they need them the most. Also, it's a matter of can 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 Georgia keep up cuz in in our timeline Oklahoma did score a lot of points against Bama just late when it didn't matter. Correct. Um and they couldn't keep like they could beat Bama's defense once they figured it out, but they couldn't mm-hmm. be, stop Bama's offense for for nothing. Georgia's offense wasn't that good this season. Can um, I give you two can I give you two words that I think will end the conversation? Yeah. Jake Fromm. Okay, yeah, Oklahoma wins. Sounds great, wonderful. This is the year Justin Fields was on the bench, by the way. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Sometimes the difficult things are really easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, this is a fun final this four. This is fun, yeah. This is different. Bama, Penn State, Clemson, Oklahoma. All right, we get one new team, Penn State. They replace Ohio State. Um. I think this is the end of the road, though, for our boy Trace. Good, good. Yeah, that Penn State fought tooth and nail to get to this point, but now Bama's winning. Yeah, Bama, easily, Bama's winning this say. one. Two is throwing all over this defense. All right. And the other semifinal game, Tyler, Clemson, Oklahoma. All right, as much you can as talk m- yourself into a reality where Oklahoma wins this game. Can you though? You could talk yourself into a reality where Oklahoma <laughs> could win this game uh-huh. if you're if you're charismatic. 
Um, if mm-hmm. you can, if you're a good talker. But let's. I mean, if we if remember correctly, Clemson and Bama were better than any other team, and like they were. It, this was the the period of time that has since I believe kind of faded a little bit because other teams have been mm-hmm. good. Uh, but this was right around the period where like another Clemson Bama national title game. Oh, yep. what's gonna? This is ridiculous. And then going into the next season, they're like, "Are we gonna? We're gonna get this game again for the next seven hundred years? That we haven't gotten mm-hmm. again since." Um, right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Clemson is gonna win that game. Then it goes back I, to I Bama agree. Clemson. It's gonna go back to another Bama Clemson national title game. And I think Clemson wins the game for the most part. <laughs> I think Clemson wins this football game because. Trevor Lawrence or uh, Brett Venables is going to find a way to stop Kyler Murray and all of that stuff. Well, I, there I think is that's a, how it works. There was a belief um, for a lot of people that it was just like, it's one of those things like, oh, play that game because of the stats, play that game, um, you know, 10 times. Bama probably wins like six of them. But there was a belief by some, one, Stephen Godfrey at least, is like, if that game is played on like January 7th, 2020, 2019. Clemson wins it 10 times out of 10 because of everything outside going on with Bama's team. This was one of Bama's outwardly PR wise best teams they've ever Mm -hmm. had, at least in performance. So coaches were leaving left and right. Like this, and that probably would still happen. They get the phone, like coaches are going to take all these jobs and they're just waiting to get to their next job. And Clemson's keeping everybody that the main reason that Clemson had the continuity built in to beat Alabama Mm-hmm. and Alabama's losing everybody that they're just trying to get through this game and hope they win. And then they don't really care because they've already got a job that is going to lead Clemson to winning again, just like they did in our timeline. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent. I think it's easy. Clemson wins this national title over Bama for all the reasons you just said. I agree with you. All right, moving on. Cool. Moving on 2019. All right, Tyler, in this right. 2019 season, this is the legendary LSU team. This is, uh, can I say this now? Go ahead. LSU, I don't need, I mean, I did the bracket. Well, LSU's already. winning yeah. the title this year. LSU's right? winning like, this They're title. better than every other team here. But the, let's, let's keep it game. a buck. Like, yeah, but let's play the game. I agree. Like, I don't see, I don't see reality where they, where I'm looking at the teams that they're facing. I don't see reality where they win, where they lose any of these games. Like, same, same. All right. 2019, Tyler. Um, the f- top 12 in our simulation go as follows. LSU number one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Oklahoma four, Georgia five, Oregon six, Baylor seven, Wisconsin eight, Florida nine, Penn State 10, Utah 11, Memphis 12. Um, The only difference here is the fact that we had to move Memphis all the way up. They were ranked 17th and they went all the way up to 12 to replace Auburn, Tyler What's one thing here that is not here that is a surprise? Alabama's not in this, is it? The Alabama Crimson Tide are ranked 13th in this playoff in the wow. final ranking. Back in that year, yeah. Wow. Yep. Because this, this is the year they injured, ranked. and then they lost to Auburn. And then they lost to Auburn, and then they lost their bowl game as well. No, that they won their bowl game, but that wouldn't have factored into this. Oh, but that wouldn't have factored in here. Yeah, they beat Michigan, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. They they Nick Saban served Michigan to the sacrifice treated them like a sacrificial lamb. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh it was it was in the the Citrus Bowl or whatever in Orlando. And it's like Nick Saban is like, wait, you guys play games during the day in January? This is so strange. I didn't know that (laughs) 
day or day games in the and month I of guess January. we'll win. Like <laughs> that's the angriest I've seen a coach on the sideline of a bowl game. <laughs> Stowe does not want to be there. Like, Did not want to be there. Just but the Tyler, we're gonna take advantage and not talk about Bama during this section because we don't have to. All right. All right. So let's continue and keep moving forward. Uh everything stays the same. We just uh move Memphis all the way up from 17 as the highest ranked sixth conference champion. Um all right, all right Tyler. Wisconsin as the eight seed taking on Florida as the nine seed. The game is in Wisconsin. I don't think this Florida team has um, hosted a, uh, a playoff game yet. Not yet. No, they would also be on the road in the last simulation in 2018. We picked Florida to move on and beat Michigan. I think I don't know what to pick here. I mean, I think that they would beat Wisconsin. You think we beat this was I'm sorry. Florida I want to be neutral here. You think Florida beats this Wisconsin? Team? I, yeah, yeah, I do because, um, yeah, I, I mean, do I think I think this this Florida team was really good. Like mm-hmm. they, we made all of these. Well, we again, Florida fans made all of these like things about this year that like, oh, you win this one game, or oh, this one bad call didn't happen in the Georgia game. We're in the SC championship, and you yourself, Sergio, said a lot of times that if we got. At, that season that if we had gotten LSU that second time, we would beat them, I which in hindsight, I don't really I feel, I don't statement. think either of us feel would have been true. Cause LSU kept getting better. Oh, but, I, I lit Tyler. I literally just said, I stand by that statement. Oh, I you think stand by it. Okay. Time. I do. I think we beat them a second time. Although I'm going to contradict myself in a little well, bit. I mean, in, in this, in this universe, if we, if we advance, we'd have played an extra game. Um, exactly. Exactly. But I don't know. This Wisconsin team was, was, it was Jack Cohn team. They they gave Ohio State a big fight. That oh, year. they did. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, but I just, I mean, I'll take it. Listen, this Ohio was the State team. I just, I, I think, I think Kyle Trask is better than Jack Cohn. I think Kyle Trask and that offense with Van Jefferson, Freddie Swain, and Josh mm-hmm. Hammond, and oh, um, Tyler, Michael talk P. Dirty. Ryan, talk dirty to me. Kyle Pitts, talk dirty to me. Like before he was Kyle Pitts, like the god. Kyle Pitts, simply just the mortal hero. Um, uh, <laughs> I think. I think. I mean, and this was back when Florida's defense was still pretty good. Now, in the bowl game, in, in our world, started to show signs of where of the Grantham mm-hmm. situation, but yeah. now nah, I I don't think Wisconsin's the team to take advantage of that. I think Florida wins this game. I just closed my eyes and remembered what the swamp was like during the Auburn game. Oof. Yeah. We're, we're winning this game. That was such a fun time. Fl- Florida's winning this, Florida's this, winning this game. game. So Florida wins the game. Nice. And we'll talk about what happens next later. <laughs> yeah. Um, or we won't talk about it. We'll just breeze through it again. Um, right. Number next game, the number five seed Georgia Bulldogs host Memphis. Look, this Memphis team is fun. This Memphis team was very entertaining. Uh, Georgia wins. Georgia, Georgia wins. wins. I mean, this is not Georgia a good, not one of Kirby Smart's good Georgia teams. I mean, the next year's team was worse, but like, um, this is still not one of his. This was Jake Fromm's last year. Jake Fromm can beat Memphis. Like, we give a lot Jake Fromm a lot of crap. He Jake Fromm can beat this Memphis team at home between the hedges. I think they win. Yeah. Tyler, the number seven seed Baylor Bears taking on man James Franklin, getting teams to the playoff, man. Yeah. In this in this universe, what a great coach, man. I mean, if if him winning nine games at Vanderbilt wasn't an indicator of being a great coach, I don't know what it is. It's pretty good. Pretty good guy. Uh, Baylor, Penn State. As much as I just talked up James Franklin, this Baylor team was really good. This is the Matt Rule Baylor team. This is 
the unfortunate beginning of the uh of the Charlie Brewer concussion issues. Um I I like this team a lot. I really liked this Baylor team. I, I still think Baylor would win this game. Like No, no, I'm uh, picking them. I'm yeah, with you. I'm I, I think Baylor would win this game because this Penn State team was good, but I think Baylor, Tyler, who's, this was one of Baylor's who, best teams they've ever had. So who's the quarterback on this Penn State team? Sean Clifford. And we move on. <laughs> Number six, Oregon, uh, winners of the Pac-12 taking on Utah at home. They would have it, just played this game. <laughs> they would have, and they would have just won, and they would have won really close. If you remember, I think there was a turnover at the end of the game that kind of sealed it. I thought, it no, I, I thought that uh, you, they blew out Utah, if I remember correctly. No. No, no, because that was the well, you got to check for Oregon Wisconsin game was the was the game that was really close. Oh, was oh was it the bowl game that was close? Yeah, I'm. Done I might be confusing right it with the bowl game. Oregon which didn't Utah exist in this 2019. Time. Oregon won 37 to 15. Then I was so wrong. I apologize. My fault. My fault. My which fault. it's hard to win 37 to 15 again, but the mm-hmm. way that they won is again something that I think. And this Utah team is really good. Like, mm-hmm. I think Oregon would probably win again. Probably not by the same margin. But yeah. they're at home this time. They're not in a neutral site for a championship game. Correct. Correct. correct and also, correct. I'm with you. I still, this is the time where I still would have believed that Justin Herbert was just Ryan Tannehill 2.0 and, you know, was being properly utilized and not underutilized by Marcus Arroyo. And I wouldn't want to, wouldn't be hands don't, on site next we time don't, I saw him. But we don't speak of that man on this podcast. <laughs> We don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't speak of the current Nevada or the current UNLV head coach. <laughs> All right, Oregon wins. All right, moving, moving on. on. Neutral site games, LSU, Florida. Quick, painless, LSU. <laughs> yeah, gone. Great, and season. I think Great season, guys. And, and it is because Playoff we win. played an extra game. It's because Florida yeah. played an extra game. Because, I listen, ask, ask Alexa. Ask my friends Matt and Carson. I watched the game with the three of them. That bar in Boston, we would have won, man. I'm telling you. I'm, we were close. Oh, that that game I watched gets the me. game too. One of my favorite pictures, one of my favorite Gator pictures of all time is when they are running out of the tunnel there. And I don't know who said what in that locker room, but there's the picture of Kyle Trask wearing the, the all blues, jumping in the air, like flexing. And I was like, oh, I don't know what was said by who in that locker room, but my boys are ready to play some football. And they were. And yeah. they were. So whatever. But yeah, um, LSU wins. LSU because you got to imagine LSU is probably preparing for Florida because if you prepare for Florida, you could probably beat Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> not like, only that, but they ha- we played them. Yeah, they know we. You know, just, we play every just year. Watching the like, game. Yeah, yeah, like, they know. All right, next up, Oklahoma, Georgia, neutral site. This was the Jalen Hurts Georgia year, uh, Oklahoma year. So this is the year that this, the defense. This is just a tale of two teams that are underachieving. I know, right? This is who's who's going to get beat by LSU? Is this question? I actually think Georgia would win this game. Like I was thinking Georgia too. I really was. I'm not I think I think it's a hollow decisions. victory because it's Georgia getting to the final in this in this alternate timeline, Georgia getting to the final four, finally beating Oklahoma, which in our our timeline, this timeline that we're creating, mm-hmm. has not happened. Georgia Correct. keeps losing to Oklahoma. Yeah. Jake Fromm beats Oklahoma, but it's a hollow victory because they just it's whoever gets to lose to LSU next. Yeah. No, right? I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's I think not Georgia that hard. Wins. It's not that much to talk about either. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next game too, Ohio State taking on Baylor. Easy, Ohio State beats Baylor. Like this is this is the first Justin Fields year. Oh yeah, they were so good. And our last uh, again quarterfinal easy. matchup. 
Clemson, Clemson, Oregon. is going to beat Oregon so bad. <laughs> he who shall not be named's offense will not be able to keep up with Clemson. Like, yeah. it's not hard. Um, okay, and that, that brings down to the final four. LSU is going to be facing Georgia. I mean, mm-hmm. they already played that game. and it We was, know how that goes. We know how that goes. LSU is going to win. Ohio State plays Clemson. That game did happen mm-hmm. in real life. And honestly, I do feel that it plays out similarly. Like, Yeah, no, I do. I think so as well. I think it's I pretty think so much. Well. I think it's pretty much going to happen the same way it happened. The rest of this bracket happens the same way it did in uh, our world. Yep. Clemson's going to beat Ohio State by the skin of their teeth, mm-hmm. and then they're going to lose to LSU. Yep, I'm with you. LSU, LSU wins, wins that title. LSU's win the that, whole thing. That was just well, that one was easy. That was easy. <laughs> all right, 2020, the COVID year, uh, with all its gloriousness, inf- infamous gloriousness. Um, Quickly, real quick, the uh, the final standings here um, in the twelve team format. We have Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma as your top four. Notre Dame at five, A and M at six, Florida at seven, Cincinnati at eight, Georgia at nine, Iowa State ten, Indiana eleven, and the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers coming in at twelve. A um, nice. couple of differences between the actual final rankings: Notre Dame uneligible. Um, obviously for the top four. <laughs> so we have to push them out. Um, <laughs> it's the second time I you do that. You just love that, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Join a conference and I won't make fun of you. Um, Notre Dame has to come out, which means we have to put the next highest conference champion, which is Oklahoma at six. They hop up to number four and everyone gets pushed down. Notre Dame goes to five. Texas A&M goes to six. And then from seven all the way down to 12, we keep it the exact same because Coastal Carolina was actually ranked ranked 12. Um, and they so won two group of fives in two group of fives in here for the first time. Um, I think this is good. We're seeing progress where yeah. I and, and I think we may have had more. We may have had this earlier if this implement this 12 team form was implemented earlier, because one of my big things for expanding the playoff was, yes, the group of five teams get beat. But they get the experience, they get the exposure, they get the recruiting, and they get better and better over time. That's yeah. one of my things. So let's go ahead and go through this. All right, dude, this is might be my favorite game. This might be my favorite game. Yeah. Because we good. know how it's going to end. The number eight ranked Cincinnati Bearcats hosting. Hosting. I forgot about that. Hosting the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia had to beat them in in our timeline. Georgia Cincinnati played this game, and Georgia beat them with a field goal, like in a in a pseudo home game because it was in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking since he wins this game. Yeah, no, since he wins this, I'm I'm going to say since he wins this. I'm thinking Desmond Ritter makes some plays at the end of this football game. I'm thinking Luke Fickle parlays this into a big job. Maybe, maybe that's an interesting point. That made me so happy, so excited. All right, next up. Notre Dame is hosting Coastal, and it's very unfortunate for Coastal, but yeah. I think Notre Dame wins this game. Yeah, Notre Dame's winning this game. You know, it's funny this that was BYU a... is not in here. I did not realize well, that BYU was below 12. And, and well, because BYU is an independent, they ended up below 12. Yeah. They could not guarantee by being a conference champion, so sucks to suck. <laughs> um, that's my that's my joint of conference laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um. There you go. Notre Dame, and like you said earlier, when we talked about the earlier Notre Dame team that made the playoff, this Notre Dame team deserved to be one of the best four teams in the country. This is yeah. that I I agree. I agreed on that one. That's I can't hold that against them. You know. All right, Tyler. A game that we would have paid so hundreds of dollars to be at. 
uh, the number seventh ranked Florida Gators hosting the Iowa State Cyclones. So the tough thing, so you have to remind, remind yourself here what happened in real life. Florida lost to LSU in heartbreaking fashion home. Then they they actually played really well against Alabama, in my opinion. Like they had a real oh, shot. I agree. Like they had a real shot to win at the end. Like it wasn't Legit a hollow, bounce back. Because there's sometimes things like where it's just like a touchdown blowout where it's like you're maybe a touchdown behind, but you never really had a chance. I do actually right. feel like Florida did have a chance late in that game. Like I agree. Of a, a small chance, but a chance. Like so Florida comes back home. It's not as de- demoralizing because you know that you you missed out on a bye, but you're you're still in the playoff. Like, um, well, can I can I say something about the demoralizing thing? Yeah, the difference between this Florida team and the Michigan team that got blown out by Alabama that one year is that Alab- or Michigan could not bounce back from that. Yeah, the performance that Florida put up the week after, um, the the cleat eat as we will refer to it on this podcast, the week after the cleat eat tells me that, yes, while there was a horrific moment in Florida history, Dan Mullen was able to rally those guys and have them bounce back. I really yeah. do believe that. That's something that we didn't see from Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, yeah. which is why I think the energy and the mentality going into this game is different than that Michigan team going up against, yeah. in our universe here, going up against Florida that they lose at home in twenty. 18, I believe, is the or 2017, yeah. I believe. You know what I mean? 2017. Yeah, 2017. So that's, I think there's a big difference there. Yeah. So, I mean, Florida hosting is a big deal. Like, it's a big deal. Um, but it's, I'm going to say, still COVID years, so it's not going to be as big. Um, Tyler, it's the South. Yeah, it's a good point. You don't, you don't think they're going to open that thing up? Yeah, they're gonna open that thing up. Yeah. I'm gonna be up in there double mask, but uh, like I'll uh, be there. <laughs> I'll be there, and you um, will hear me through the mask. I guarantee you. So it's been this Iowa State team was really good. Um, mm. I don't want to be biased, but I do think Florida probably wins this game because considering Florida did lose to Oklahoma after the Alabama game, but they had so many sitouts. Like mm-hmm. I don't really like. I don't really like to take much of that game away because Oklahoma was yeah. playing everybody in that they could. And they were a young team, and Florida was losing a bunch of their best players. And also, motivation is a huge part. Florida's every reason to be motivated. They could still, they, at least in the players will believe, they could still win this. Iowa State, the same way. Iowa State's probably just happy to be here. Um, and Florida's been in the playoff and won first-round games before. It's tough. I do think Iowa State's very capable of winning this game. I, I agree. I think this is a one-possession game. But if you believe in the power of Calatras and Kyle Pitts... I think that I think Kyle Trax and Kyle Pitts together and Kadarius Tony, the th- they're good enough to win this game. I agree. At home, the crowd behind them. I'm with they're you. good enough. I'm with you. Justice for Iowa State, though. Let's let's oh, not yes. discredit this team here. My playoff participating Iowa State Hawkeyes. Cyclones. Cyclones. <laughs> I'm an idiot. The last first round game, Texas A&M hosts Indiana. It's important to note Michael Penix Jr. is not playing in this game. Yeah, he no, suffered an injury towards hard. the end of the season. <laughs> this is a blowout is because a blowout. My, because Michael Penix Jr. is not playing. Yeah. It's a closer game if he's playing, if he's healthy. But this is I'd a blowout. Still, I still want to pick Texas A&M. This is a blowout. All right. Back to the top. Back to the top. Bama and Cincinnati neutral site game. Bama's we saw winning. what this Bama team was. We saw what, what this Bama team was. We this, saw what this Bama team yeah, was. Yeah, this Bama team was crazy. Um, next up. 
Oklahoma, the Spencer Rattler freshman year, Oklahoma, facing Notre Dame. This is actually, this is a good matchup. I mean, I, it, I think Oklahoma's going to win, but like. <laughs> I think Notre Dame's going to win. Really? I do. Oh, because okay, let's because, talk about it. Because I'm, okay, so, be, I'm willing to be persuaded otherwise. I was just. Okay. I can't, oh God, I cannot believe I'm doing this. No, no, yeah, okay, yeah, so, you, you stick to it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, it's just, it's purely I football. I want to hear what it's you purely, think about this. It's purely <laughs> football. Let's go through Oklahoma, right? Okay. Let's talk through Oklahoma. Oklahoma's defense significantly improved. This might be the Super best Oklahoma improved. defense like, in the Lincoln Riley era. Yeah. Um, Spencer Rattler had some growing pains. Definitely was not the Trevor. It definitely was. He was advertised, and I'm not saying he was Trevor Lawrence, but he was advertised to have a Trevor Lawrence-like impact. And we saw early that he struggled. He improved that Texas game after he got benched, and then he came back on, won the game. He definitely started showing signs of improvement. The Big 12 title game, fantastic showing, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's a, that's important to note. Notre Dame is coming off of a horrific game against Clemson, like blown out uh, in the ACC yeah, title Yeah, in the ACC title game. Because remember, for the, oh man, I guess I, all right, I take back my, <laughs> but for this season only, because they were in the conference. Um, but I, 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 I think defensively, they had a lot of really good parts. I think when you look at the in-season game that they played against Clemson, probably the best game of the season last year. That's a good point. I think that they are capable of rising up to that level. And I think that offensively, they can do things to this Clemson, uh, to this Oklahoma defense that they did to a really good Clemson defense. You know what I mean? I think uh, yeah. I, I think they lost the championship game in the fashion they did because it was the second time that they played them. I think I they can catch. I think they can catch this Oklahoma team in a neutral site on a one-off. And I, I like Ian Book. Listen, I think in this moment you take the veteran experience of Ian Book, who's not a bad college quarterback. He's a he's an above average of I would argue and say he's a very good college quarterback. I would agree. I take that over the potential, over the talent level, the young inexperience of a nineteen-year-old Spencer Rattler. I will. You know what? I will agree with you. Notre Dame wins. Notre Dame's going to the Final Four. Can't believe I just did that. You put up a compelling argument, Sergio. Don't ever say I'm not a professional. Don't ever say I'm a homer. Don't ever say that to me. All right, ladies and gentlemen? You you put up a compelling argument for why Notre Dame would win a fictional playoff game. I did. I did. Against Oklahoma of all teams. Against Oklahoma. You know, a team that uh, someone I have an emotional attachment to has an emotional attachment to. You know, incredible. (laughs) And moving on, the Clemson Tigers playing the Florida Gators. I'm not going to say that this is a quick and pain, painless one. I think we I think need to we have fight. I think we fight real hard I, on this game. I think we, we don't have to win, have but I think we fight real hard. <laughs> I agree. This is this game ends up like the Alabama game. Travis Etienne is going to run all over this team. Like, oh, oh my gosh! I mean, and I, I think oh. Kyle Trask is going to like put up. He's going to throw several touchdowns. Like, but I, I again, I don't. It's one of those things where like. Florida will have, probably have a chance late, but Clemson's winning this game. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Brett Venables is removing Kyle Pitts from the equation. Okay. And once you do that, it is a manageable offense. I'm not saying that it's like, oh, shut them down, take out Pitts, and that's it. No, no, no. We got a lot of weapons. Dan Mullen is a master schemer, knows exactly what's happening. But, but after, it ain't, it, it ain't otherworldly with, with if, it, if it exactly Pitts, Pitts. Pitts made us. Uh, an all-time type of offense. Yeah. Without Pitts, we're a good offense. Florida is a good offense, but I don't think it's at the level that they were throughout the season. Plus, yeah. Clemson has a week off. Plus, 
the game against Iowa State is a one possession game. Yeah. It's not and, it's not a blowout. And right? I, I do think like Clemson's offense was playing it was real it was real good. Like mm-hmm. um Yep. And in this uni- okay, in this universe they'd be missing Tony Elliott because of the COVID. I don't think it matters. I don't either. Um Trevor it, Lawrence is still the quarterback. Well, okay, so it wouldn't matter, but they would probably have him back um the ne- in the next like week or two. So and Trevor Lawrence is still the quarterback. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I'm okay. with you, Clemson. Ohio State AM. This was the big debate, right? This was yeah, this is this would be a fun one to watch. I think Ohio State wins, but um I also think Ohio State wins and two and one because of one position. Quarterback. Quarterback position. Y'all because thought I was done hating on Kellen Mond now that he's out of college football. <laughs> nah, we fictional out here. We hypothetical. Kellen Mond, you get trounced by Justin Fields. Don't you forget it. <laughs> Chris Sims is watching this game, tearing up his notebook, going, oh my gosh, what did I do? If, remember, if when Kellen, you don't remember when Chris Sims said Kellen Mond had better quarterback measurables than like Trevor Lawrence? Do you remember when he named him his number one quarterback in the draft? What an in a draft where Trevor Lawrence exists, yeah, I, anyway. I, Ohio like, State wins. And if Trevor play. Lawrence didn't exist, Justin Fields is right there. And I know, and I know, everybody else disagreed with that. But like, you have all these options. It's not like the year where you had Kyler Murray and no one else has really panned out from it. And like Kellen Mond's there, where you're like, you just have to convince yourself he's better than Kyler Kyler Murray. Like, right? No, yeah. this is this this is not that. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Um. Tyler, we get uh, the same final four as we did originally. Oh, we do, <laughs> but we um, different so, road to get right? there. Different road to get there, right? Let me just double check real quick. And no, sure it was Bama and Notre Dame, and it was Clemson, Ohio State. It was just that Notre Dame had to win two games as opposed to being in the final four. The That's top what it was four originally. Um, All right, man, dude, let's let's keep it real here. I think we run the same final four. Same thing is going to happen. Same thing is yeah. going to happen. Bama dominates Ohio State specifically. The high state Clemson game, I think, will happen the same way because Justin Fields is like, nah, I'm I'm putting my name on this game. Like, and Bama's definitely beating Notre Dame. And uh really, yeah, the only thing that's debatable to me really is does Clemson Ohio State happen the same way as it did in our timeline? And I think it will. Um, because I think the I factors agree. for why Clemson lost that game in Ohio State one, it still exists in this <laughs> scenario. Um and I don't think Ohio State would beat Bama. I agree. I'd like no arguments from me here. I think that's the exact same mentality we have there. So, all right. Look, Look at, at that. that. We did it. Look at us. Look at us. Loisimos. Um, that was fun, man. I love doing this. <laughs> that was fun. That was a, that was a good time. Um, I hope we can do more fun stuff like that during uh, season five, which will be coming up relatively soon. Um, Tyler, we have to get out of here. Um, but quickly, quickly, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, moment of the week, if we're going sports related, and this would have been like a week or two later, but this has just happened <laughs> for us. Uh, but uh, the Milwaukee Bucks won the uh, NBA championship, and I know they this did. is not college related, but like good for Giannis and good for our so, friends who are Milwaukee Bucks fans. Yes, shout out Johnny. Johnny Triumph. Good for him. Happy for him. Very happy for him. But I also want to say, my moment of the week is also Giannis related. It's him ordering a 50 yeah. piece of chicken minis at Chick-fil-A the next morning. <laughs> King. And him going, I need exactly 50, not 51, 
50. I was like, you can't. First of all, I have concerns. If I won the NBA title and was the MVP and, you know, dropped a 50 piece the night before, I would not be awake at 1030 in the morning the next day. See, to that, go get that's Chick-fil-A the breakfast. thing that's just crazy that he woke up to do it. Not that he did it. That like, here's the thing. I don't think he was as inebriated as you and I would have been. Nah. I think he was very. He's also, like such a. It's whole, Giannis onto the Kumpo's body. Like you realize how much that's alcohol very probably takes to get yeah. that man drunk. Like um, he he probably drank three or four bottles of Ace of Spades. And just felt like, a light buzz. You know, he finally like, he got that. He's fine. On top of that, like my favorite thing is that he ordered a large drink with no ice for half spray, half lemonade. It's the no ice trick that he still does that king. Because like that is an age old trick where you get Absolutely. more drink that way. Like Absolutely. And, and it's cold and because the it's coming already out of the cold. machine. <laughs> like you're you not gonna it. worry about keeping it cold. You're gonna drink it. Like And I've actually king. never had half lemonade, half sprite. I'm and I think it's interested to see what that would taste like. Because I've never But if there's one place that we do that, it's gotta be Chick-fil-A with oh, that yeah. lemonade, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I have to try it. I don't know, man. Giannis, I will get back to you, my guy. Don't worry. Uh, I will. I will report and let you know how your recommendation is going. Uh, and again, I love the no ice trick. Like he's he's twenty six and just signed the richest deal in NBA history. And that man is still out here finessing like he's a broke college kid. I, I, I mean, love hey, him. It, it, I would do the same thing in the sense that like. Now, how do you stay? How do you keep your money? You keep saving it. Like, Facts. Like, <laughs> rich people don't spend money. That's why they're rich. Yeah. <laughs> we can all learn a lesson from that, ladies and gentlemen. We can all learn a lesson from that. Yeah. Um. All right, Tyler. Like I said before, uh, season six is, or season five, sorry, is coming up soon. Um. We will be coming back. We can't give you an exact date, but uh, this is a fun little soon. summer project that we worked on. Right around the corner. It is. We're going to do some uh, season previews um, by conference, by specific teams, things that we want to look out for, games that we're excited for, um, you know, stuff like that. Some news that we can break out there and let you guys know what we are planning for season five of Sideline Judgment. So, uh, yeah, you'll be hearing from us relatively soon. Cannot wait for it. Hope you enjoyed this three episode week of Sideline Judgment after God yeah, knows yeah. how long that we've been off the air. Um We are working through some things, and we will have that to you relatively soon. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much. These are long ones, but they're long ones because we won't be back for another couple weeks or so. So also, um, we we care. We have fun. We like talking to each other. It's the off-season. It's the off-season. Yeah, having some fun. Y'all need content. (laughs) Uh, I think there's nothing else to be said on my end. Anything from you, Tyler, before we sign off? No, just excited for uh, season five to be here for a new season of college football. We will have been doing this five years. Oh, my God. Half a decade. You remember when we started in that little conference room on the rights? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, how we have Those grown. are the days. Those were the days. Now we have wait. recording equipment. Jeez. Mm. Ah, we plan out our schedules for this. Yeah. Can't believe it. You live in LA. Yeah, we were both living in Gainesville, Florida. Now you live in Massachusetts at the moment. And I uh, live. No, sorry. I'm in Connecticut. No, sorry, I'm, Connecticut. You spend a lot of time in Massachusetts. So. I do spend a lot of time in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, you live in Connecticut and I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, one of us is returning back home to their roots. Yeah, yeah. And the other one of us live in LA. So. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really help. You're still a million miles away. <laughs> I know, for real. Um, um, yeah. yeah. By coastal with a three hour time difference, but uh, as long though. as we're talking ball, I don't, I wouldn't have it any other way, Tyler. 
Absolutely. This has been another episode of Sideline Judgment, the final episode in season four, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, but Emery Jones is the starter. Stop putting pressure on Anthony Richardson. Go Gators. Go Gators.